Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. And as you're turning there, you know, another new year has started, and for UK fans, it has been a great start. For Notre Dame fans, it's not been so much of a great start. But in all seriousness, when you think about a new year, a new year comes with hope, but it also comes with some trepidation. Hope because of the potential that the new year can bring. But then it comes with some trepidation because we don't know what the year will bring. There's that element of the unknown. Yet in all, in all things, at all times, we must look at the blessing that God has given us because God has blessed us with another year. So the blessings of a new year and all the possibilities that can come from that new year is a blessing that God has given us. So instead of resolutions for the new year, look at the blessings that God will give us. Think about how God will help us during this new year. So instead of a resolution, instead commit the new year and everything that we're going to do and everything that we're going to say Commit that to God. And this is what is spoken about in Proverbs 16, 1 through 3, how we are to commit all things to God. So look at Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. It's written, The preparations of the heart are in man, but the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be directed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, and we also just thank you for this new year. And Lord, we just pray that you would be with us during the coming days, that you would just overshadow us through your love and watch care. And Lord, today as we worship together, I just pray that you would be with us today. Just speak through me and give me the words to say today, Lord, and hide me behind the cross. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts today. And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. When we look at this verse, everything that we do this year, everything that we do, everything that we say, we should commit that to God. 
Now, we're going to look more at what commit means in a few moments. But when you think about something, when we think about committing things to God, this is not something that should be a resolution. Why? Because we tend to break our resolutions. I don't know how many times I've made a resolution to, to exercise more. And it never happens. We break them. It starts out fine, but then we end up breaking them. Because we tend to make resolutions about things that we don't want to keep. We don't want to do it. So we break them. But this year... Every day and all the following days, all the following years, we are to commit to the Lord. Everything that we say and do, we should commit these things to the Lord. Why? Look at what the writer says here in this passage. Look at the first two verses. The first one, the preparation of the heart, the preparations of the heart are in man. Then you see the word, but. The answer of the tongue is of the Lord. Now, just stopping here on that first verse. The first two verses, what we see is a contrast. The writer is contrasting two different things, and we know this, and, and this would be you know, just something that you can use later on. We know it's a contrast because of the use of the word but. He's contrasting something. So what he is contrasting is the preparations that someone makes in their heart as opposed to what God can do. So he says the preparations of the heart are in man, but, but, the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. So these are two different things that he is contrasting. So what is he saying? First, when you look at the preparations of the heart, everything that a man does, everything that humans do, all of our actions, all of our words come from our heart. Everything comes from the heart of man. But what does the Bible tell us about the heart of man? Well, Jeremiah says that the heart of man is deceitful and wicked above all things. This is what the writer has in mind. That the heart of man is deceitful and wicked above all things. But when you look at God, you see holiness. You see grace, you see mercy, you see love, you see infinite goodness. But with man, you see wickedness, deceitfulness that comes from the heart. So left to our own devices, what will we do? We're going to sin. Left to our own devices, we'll fail. We're going to fall into sin. 
Because again, as Jeremiah says in, in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart of man is wicked and deceitful above all things. So if the heart is deceitful and wicked, what can we do? Well, we commit everything over to God. We rely on the Lord. Again, look at what the writer says. But the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. So basically he's saying, I'm going to answer here with my tongue, and what it is is it's of the Lord. We need to turn it over to God. When we're left to our own devices, we're not sufficient. It's not sufficient for us to speak. It's not sufficient for us to act because we're going to do something wicked. Yet when we turn everything over to the Lord and we let him lead us, we will not fall into sin. And we have to turn it over to God. Because what does Jesus tell us? Turn over to, to Matthew 15, 18. What does Jesus tell us here? When left to our own devices, the things that come out of our heart, what does he say? He says it's the things that come out of our heart that defile the man. It's those things that defile us. when we're relying on ourself. But what happens if our heart is controlled by God? If our heart is controlled by God, the things that come out of our heart will not defile us, will it? We will not fall into sin when we turn everything over to God and we let ourself and our heart be controlled by Him and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So anything that we say and everything that we do must come from God. We must let the Holy Spirit direct us. The answer of the tongue is of the Lord. We need to let God answer for us. We need to let God direct us. And we see pretty much the same thing in verse 2. Look at what he says in verse 2. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the spirit. Turn over to Judges 21 and look at verse 25. This verse reminds me of the last verse in the book of Judges. Look at what's written. In those days there was no king in Israel. And what happens? There was no king in Israel and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And we know from looking at the book of Judges what happened because everybody was doing that which was right in their own eyes the nation would fall into sin. They would leave God and then God would punish them. Then they would repent and they would cry out to God and then 
God would forgive them and then what would happen? Several years down the line, they would do the same thing over. They would fall back into sin. It was a vicious cycle. Because the king in Israel, what's being talked about here is not a human king. The book of Judges was written before they had a king. A human king. What's spoken about here is God being king. Because when we do not let God be king over us and rule us and lord us, we're going to do everything that's right in our own eyes. What does that mean? It means that we're going to fall into sin. So what the people of Israel were doing, they were doing everything that was right in their own eyes. They were falling into sin. The same is true for us. Look at what he says. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. That means when we look at something and we're not being controlled by the Holy Spirit and we're not letting the Holy Spirit lead us, if our heart is not right with God, when we look at something we're going to think that it's good. We're going to think that it's clean. Yet it's evil. It'll be sinful. Our ways, the way we live, the things that we do, the things that we say, without God leading us, without committing everything to God, They're going to be clean in our own eyes, but what will God think? He's going to look at us and he's going to see that we're doing evil. We think what we do is good, yet the heart is deceitful above all things. Our ways are sinful. And we deceive ourselves into thinking that these things are good. I mean, think about it. How many times have we fallen to temptation because we think something looks good and instead of seeking out God to help us, instead of relying on the Holy Spirit to lead us, we fall to sin? It happens all the time. Instead, we need to turn it over to God. Why? Look at what the writer says. The Lord pondereth the spirits. Now what does that mean? The Lord pondereth the spirits. Basically, he's saying the Lord looks at the spirit of man. He knows what's in our heart. And he knows that when we think something is good and we go out and we do it, he knows that it's evil. Because he searches the heart of man. God does this. We may do something right in our own eyes, but God knows our heart. And he knows if it's right or wrong. Good and evil, even when we fail to realize it. God 
God knows our heart. He knows our spirit. But you know, this is something that we fail to do. You know, you can search your own heart. You can look within yourself and, and see where your heart is. It's something that every person can do. Yet we always fail to do this. God pondereth the heart. He ponders the spirit. Yet we fail to do this. And then the reason we deceive ourselves is because we don't ponder our own heart. We don't judge our own actions. We don't judge what we say. And we fall to sin. And when we fail to do these things, when we fail to ponder our own heart, everything that we see, everything that we do, everything that we say will be right in our own eyes. Just like when Israel left God and had no king. God searches our heart and he knows when we're good. He knows when we're bad and sinful. And because we're not going to do it ourselves, even though we can through the Holy Spirit, we must rely on God to do this for us. Thus, we must commit everything to God. Turn everything over to Him. Turn everything that we say, everything that we do, over to God and let Him lead us. Every day of the year. Think about this past year. Think about the past year. Everything that we've done. Everything that we've said this past year. All of the triumphs we had. All of the tribulation that we faced. All of our failures. Think about everything that we've done this past year. The words we've said, the actions we performed, all the times we sinned. Then think about all the times we didn't fall into sin. What do you see? Generally, when we fell into sin, what happened? We went our own way. We did what was right in our own eyes. We did what was clean in our own eyes. Now think about when you did not fall into sin. What do you see? If we faced temptation and we overcame the temptation, that was the time that we turned everything over to God and let Him lead us. We relied on the Holy Spirit at these times. Thus we need to turn everything over to God. We need to commit everything into His hands. And that's what verse 3 says, commit. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be 
directed. Commit. Now, in verse 3, the Hebrew word that is used for commit means to roll. It means to roll. Like you would take a burden and you roll it because you can't pick it up. You roll it to God and you let Him carry it for you. So that's what He's saying. Commit thy works or roll all your works. Everything that you do, everything that you say, roll that to God. Cast it upon him and let him carry the burden. Commit. Cast them all to God. Now we need to cast our works over to God. Why? Because they're a burden we carry. Think about it. Human life is a burden, isn't it? It is a burden because we face temptation every day. We have the possibility of falling into sin. It's a burden that we carry. But it's also a blessing, isn't it? And why is human life a blessing? Because we have the ability to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and know the love of God. Something the angels can't even do. But to carry on with life, we need to let someone carry the burden for us. So we need to cast it to God. We need to cast our works over to God because they are a burden we carry. Look at Psalm 55, 22. Look at what the psalmist writes. He tells us, cast our burdens unto the Lord and he shall sustain us. We let God sustain us. Why? Because he has the power to sustain us. He has the power to carry our load. So everything we do, everything we say, we commit it to God. We roll it over to Him. We roll all these things to God because they're too heavy for us. And that's everything that we face in life, everything that we say, everything that we do, we roll that to God and we commit it all to Him. And what does the, song, or the writer of Proverbs say? When we do this, he says all our thoughts will be directed. Look at that. All our thoughts shall be directed. So the first thing he says is the preparations of the heart are in man, but
But the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the spirits. Then he writes, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be directed. So we see the two contrasts where he says, the preparation of the heart of man is, you know, it comes from the heart. We know that the heart is wicked, but God is holy. All the ways of man are clean in our own eyes. We're going to do what we want to do because we can't tell whether it's good or evil because we're not going to search that far when we don't rely on God. But God knows. So what do we do? We need to commit everything over to him. Turn everything over to him. Our thoughts, all our plans, everything that we think, everything that we say, Everything that we do, turn it over to God. And let God direct it. Because when we do that, he's going to direct our thoughts. And even our thoughts will be holy. Or, to put it another way, look at Romans 8.14. Look at what Paul writes. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So everything that the writer of Proverbs put in these three verses, we see in one verse in Romans. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We need to be led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. Christians at all times and always are to be led by the Spirit of God. We're to let Him direct our path. So for this new year, commit everything to God. Let Him carry the burden. And let Him direct what we say and what we do. And let Him direct our path. Because He will never lead us astray. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. Again, Lord, I just thank you for this new year. I thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've given us. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. Help us, Lord, just to look to you for guidance. Help us to look to you for direction in our life. Help us just to look to you for all things. Again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your precious and holy Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.